right, welcome to the Quest for Excellence podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Montreal. This is my seventh episode. I am joined today by a very good friend of mine, uh, Ryan Milner. Uh, Ryan is a sales and service rep with the number one facility services company in the world, Cintas. Uh, I actually work for the company um, for almost a year, had a, a good experience, but uh, we'll talk about what happened. But that's not where we met, but that's the kind of last time that we linked up and had a connection. We, we've stayed in touch, but it hasn't been you know on a daily, weekly basis. So Ryan, super excited to have you here. Thank you for being on, uh, on the show. Thanks, Jeff. Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. So let's let's get her going. I know you have a, a kind of a hard stop here, and um, it's a little bit shorter than I, I like to at least leave room for. But we're cool. We can knock out forty five minutes, and I think this is going to be a great conversation. We we know each other. Um, I've had some you know great experience with you. You've been one of the better friends, even though we're not as close as we used to be. Uh, yeah. So, uh, so anyway, let's let's dive right in. Um, so I said, Sintas is not where we met. Oh, I just want to say one thing, and I, I don't take notes i don't script this but i did write something down because i wanted to make sure that I, I mentioned this even though i know i would eventually i gotta say uh, out of i'm not kidding about this either dude out of everybody i've ever met and i've met a shit ton of people i've been you know lucky enough to be all over the world and, and seen pretty much every state but alaska I've met thousands thousands of people you are one of the nicest dudes i've ever met in my life and i just want to tell you that up front uh Thanks. you Thanks, really bro. are that yeah, means a lot you know <laughs> You really are, dude. And I've, it's weird. You know, over the years, I've thought about you as kind of like, that's a dude I'd be proud to say he's my friend. Like, I would want to go get a beer with Ryan. When you look at other people in your past, and you're like, oh, my God, why did I spend any amount of time with them that I didn't have to, you know? So anyway, yeah. great dude. Super excited you're here. We did not meet at Centos. We both, um, and the exact year or specific time frame, um, I was just thinking about it before we got on here, but we met, we both worked. Um, for the same uh, franchise and, and sandwich shop. Um, and I guess before we even get into that, because I know you a bit and I know a little bit about you, but why don't you take the next couple of minutes um, for, for really myself and the audience, just talk about where you came from, you know, when you were a little turd, where were you born, <laughs> early family life, uh, brothers and sisters, because I don't think I know too much about that and I'm curious. So, okay. Uh, well, I, I was born and raised uh, right here in Michigan. Um, uh, grew up in, uh, well, my first house was Madison Heights. I was real young there, probably lived there until I was about, um, I want to say five, I think four or five. Uh, yeah, then we moved, we moved out to Sterling Heights. Um, I have two younger brothers. Um, we... When we moved out to Sterling Heights, that, that kind of became our permanent residency for pretty much most of my adult life. <laughs> is that still um, the family home? The house no, Sterling Heights? no, no. Um, so uh, when I was about 12 or 13 years old, my parents got divorced. Um, it was a very, very kind of sad and dark time <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. for uh, myself and my brothers. Um, but uh, you know what? I, I give props to my parents because they they put us kids first. You know, it was it wasn't you know it wasn't like the typical divorce like you see on TV where you know the parents absolutely hate each other and you know they they try to pawn the kids off one another and you know it's not like that. So it was very um, like a, almost like a mutual separation, I guess. Um, but what it what it really did for us kids is 
um, we really kind of appreciated uh, a lot of our other family members that, uh, that that helped us out during the time. You know, gotcha. Um, you know, and we, we never had any resentment towards any of our folks. You know what? We we understood the situation, and you know our our parents did the best they could to uh, you know to kind of uh, mitigate any damages that uh, that the divorce had on us. So, and we we turned out fine. You know we're we're all growing up now. We we all have uh, great careers, and you know we're we're living life to the fullest. So, um, but I'm sorry I got off on a tangent there. For no, 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 you're fine. I want to. I want to uh, ask a quick question about that. Uh, sure. You know, this is kind of becoming a bit of a theme, um, and it's come up. There's been a few things that I'm really starting to know that are going to be a part of kind of every every podcast, my message, and you know, so that's around like you know education, the traditional education system, and one of the other big ones is um, parenting. Mm-hmm. And for them, for your parents to have both the maturity to accept that it wasn't working right yeah and then to take that a step further to um make sure you guys are going to be affected as little as possible by it so that's uh that's a big deal you know that's huge Uh, it is yeah absolutely um you know because obviously um you know i've known people that have gone through divorces and it, it got ugly it got super ugly you know they you know they would they would hate their mom or they would hate their dad or you know they you know it was just a bad situation you know we i, I feel like i haven't run into anybody else that that i guess has gone through the same uh type of divorce that my parents went through you know i just i haven't seen it so that's rare it's rare i i'm not going to talk about my past too much but that's definitely not how my my parents divorced their initially their divorce and then they've had um, one other after that my my dad's passed but he was on his third marriage and my mom's on her third so and and none of them were anything like you described any of the breakups <laughs> excuse me so anyway uh that's awesome and that dude i gotta tell you that you just kind of gave me this the at least for the first part of your life like why you're such a nice dude you got great parents um, you, uh, are they both still around? You still talk to them yeah. regularly? Uh, yeah, yeah awesome. they're, they're both still around. Uh, um, my uh, my dad, my dad, when they could, when they divorced, my dad kept the house in Sterling Heights for quite a long time. Um, he didn't he didn't date anybody, and neither did my mom on, until we were kind of growing up and out of high school, and you know, then then they kind of. Said, okay, you know the the, the kids are out of the house hmm. now. We can we can start seeing people, you know. So, I guess they didn't. That, feel, yeah, well, I guess they didn't. Feel, they felt like they didn't want, um, you know, other people around. They they just wanted to devote their time to us and spend as much yeah, time they, as they could with us. So very simply, they put your lives ahead of their own. Exactly, and that's what parents have a hard time doing, right? If every parent did that and. Because that's, it should be like a switch. The moment the baby's born, there's that switch until they're 18. You know what I mean? 18 just yeah. kind of a, yep. until they're ready to start their own life. You know, parents just don't do that enough. So that's awesome. Makes a lot of sense about how you how you turned out how you are. So due to that of time, I'm gonna uh, hit the fast forward a little bit. So um, it, it already sounds like you had a. Is there anything actually really impactful from your your formative years? 
like through high school or you know uh, after that anything you want to mention that you feel is pertinent to you know a major life event um you know i had a couple of those growing up that like changed me forever but anything like that uh, you know through your formative years or did you have kind of a normal you know junior high high school kind of experience you know for for me it was uh you know not to not to get back to the divorce thing but um I had, so I was, I was, I'm the oldest in the, in the household. And that being said, I was the most, I had to be the one that was, that had to step up, especially when my mom moved out. It was, you know, I had to help my mom out with a lot of things and blah, 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 blah. But anyway, gotcha, gotcha. Um, what I took away from my, from my childhood is that I had incredible uh, friends that I grew up with and there was four, no, I'm sorry, there were five of us. And we all grew up in the same subdivision. I mean, we could walk to each mm. other's houses. We were so close to one another. And wow. uh, to this day, Jeff, we are still best friends. I mean, well, that was my next question. Well, yep. When we all get together, it's like we, we didn't miss a beat. And, you know, none of us live in the same state. We have one guy that lives in Israel, <laughs> you know. <laughs> so he comes back, you know, once, twice a year sometimes. But, uh, uh, yeah, when, when we all get together, I mean, it's yeah, it's like we we didn't miss a beat, and it's, it's always going to be like that. And I, I just I I feel like not a lot of people have that opportunity no, to have no. those friends and be able to stay connected with them. You know, for you know, we've known each other since kindergarten, so it's like, oh wow, yeah, it's uh, it's it's crazy, Jeff. It really is. It you know, when I I tell this story to people, they're like, really, you still talk to people that uh, you went to kindergarten with? I'm like, oh yeah, sure, it's no big deal for me. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, that's interesting, man. I, that, that I was thinking a whole bunch of stuff about that about your character, and you kind of made me realize something too a little bit. Um, you know, you've heard the statement or you, you just described it. How you say there are people that you could not see him for 20 years and then you see him. It's like nothing ever changed. Right. Yep. Um, I, th I think that's more about the individual than the relationship itself, because you're such a great dude. I would gamble that all your other buddies are probably pretty awesome dudes too and are really good people. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so it's not, it's not that, you know, you found that one person that you vibe with and that relationship has that, that about it. No, it's because of who you are, that people that are like you gravitate towards you and, and really, and you're right, people don't find this because most people are friggin' a-holes and right. they lie to themselves and they're not honest about how they are and they've got all those defensive walls up and all that. So yep. you're not like that. That's why you, dude, I'm for real, you're, it's so refreshing because so, and, and I'm, I'm owning this in my life now and have really during the whole rona catastrophe and all this going on i uh there's no more room for excuses anymore in life right exactly and uh you're the kind of person that's never really had to do that you've lived your life you've been a good person you've been a good friend and uh i'm proud to know you so anyway let's keep going yeah um, good. let's fast forward a bit where we met mm -hmm. uh i worked for uh, one particular sub shop and you worked for another I remember the first time I actually saw you, I went across the street to get a, a pita, mm -hmm. a little, little kind of a hint there, <laughs> and we chatted, whatever. That led into, and some of the details escape me now, but I know, I think you got approached either by me initially or by our, our boss, and you kind of got convinced to come on over. And I remember that in the very beginning, I think it was, you were still working full-time because you're an upstanding dude and you wouldn't just quit. Yep. Uh, but you were still working both jobs. 
I think it was every Thursday, either after your day shift over there or whatever, I would train you one night a week. Yes. Like hyper speed mode. Yep. I think it was only maybe maybe like six seven weeks. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was it was real right? quick. Yeah, I remember. It was. It wasn't quite. Oh, dude, it was wild. It was a, such a great experience for me. And I'll tell you why. And, and I know you're not going to take this any kind of way, but this is one of those. And I, and I know this about myself now. It's like one of my superpowers. But <laughs> I just I I'm such an introvert, and I've like overanalyzed myself so damn much. I now have the gift to be able to do that to other people and just like instantly get a read if they're BSing, if they're not being true to themselves, all that. And you were like the opposite of that. I could tell you were such a good, genuine dude. You were a hard worker, always smiling, never any negative shit. You kind of inspired me and it made training you and being kind of a mentor um, awesome. It felt good. It kind of gave me like, all right, I want to do this for the rest of my life. Because in the beginning, I remember there were some naysayers mm -hmm. and it's funny that those guys have had so many struggles over the years a, a lot with the same company and they're kind of dicks yep uh, and that was their vibe like you're too nice you're not gonna cut it you know you don't have the drive uh didn't happen at all you ended up even after i left you became one of the major players in that growing company yep. kind of uh during the transition from you know, a handful of stores to a multi-state operation while I was still around and that's where I moved and we grew. But after I left, you became one of the major players in that market. You were a GM of the busiest store, um, you know, and you got burned out. I think that's a pretty safe assessment, right? A hundred percent, hundred percent, Jeff. I mean, and, you know, no. One more thing about. Yeah, go ahead. Go one ahead. more thing to add on that. I don't mean to cut you off, but this is, this is kind of, and I don't want to go into this really at all, Yeah. but we also left, um, due to some issues with the company and how it was being run. Yeah. You know, it wasn't just working 50 hours a week doing the corporate grind. It wasn't just that. You can find happiness if you're, you know, with the right team or the right owner, if that's what you want to do and do that kind of job. But when the environment sucks and you're busting your, your ass every day, yep. it's just the worst burnout possible. So yeah, that, um, yeah, if you want to talk about that a little bit, go ahead. Yeah, that, ahead. That, that was exactly it, Jeff. And, you know, it's my theory... I guess, you know, growing up, I was always taught to be, you know, work hard, you get rewarded. You know, that's that's just how it is. You know, I know a lot of people, they, they don't think that way. They want stuff handed to them. No, you got to work mm -hmm. for it, you know. So, you know, I always had that that uh, that kind of mindset, you know, going going through my 20s and into my 30s. You know, work as hard as I can, make as much money as possible, and you know, that that's all you can do. Well, now it's like I've been through that. I've been through working sixty hours a week and not getting the support that I need, or not seeing mm -hmm. the rewards that you know you're expected to see when you're putting those kind of hours in. And let me add one thing to that. That reward, that reward might not be money. That might be a heartfelt pat on the back and appreciation. Absolutely, right? yes, yes. It's not always about carry on. Sorry. Now, again, you know, money's not everything, and you know that that's the other thing that I've learned is, you know, I don't have to make a hundred thousand dollars a year to be happy. You know, right. What I, what I found out, and this is kind of as I've transitioned into Cintas, is your work-life balance and i yep. i found that work-life balance and it's it's amazing it really is i i can tell you know just reconnecting 
and really every time I've talked to you, especially white noise syntax, it really seems like a fulfilling job. So you, you perfect segue. I wanted to go real quick. I don't remember. I don't know if I ever knew, but how did you initially find syntax and get involved? <laughs> so I was, I was working at that, at, at the busy store. Oh, that's yeah. right. That's right. Yeah. And uh, I remember, I remember. Okay. That. Okay. So I, don't, I don't need to go into detail on that. <laughs> no, no. I'll, I'll, I'll cap that by saying I had the same experience. My syntax rep, we, talk got me inspired ended up working yeah. there. It's pretty much the same same thing right yep yep cool and i knew you were there so that helped it and i got some you know inside stuff and uh yeah i, I gotta say too you know that that job was a great experience and we're gonna talk about that right now on, on your end of what you're doing and um but i appreciate all your help with that and being kind of a sidekick in a different state doing the same job that helped in the beginning and i was doing great um unfortunately somebody stole from me that worked in the company i don't know if you remember yeah. that but and i caught him red-handed yep. And they didn't do anything about it, so I put in my two weeks that day. Yeah, um, that's, I'm, I'm an integrity-based guy. Yeah, that, that that's too bad, Jeff. Because I, I tell you, it, it really is a just just a wonderful like it, we we just have an awesome awesome team up here, and you know, it, I I wish you could be a part of it. It it would be great, but you know, I I get it. You know, it's when yeah. when something like that leaves a bad taste in your mouth, you know, why would you want to go back? So, oh, it was it was a. Uh, uh, unavoidable path I had to take and, and you know they were even you know our, our owner the or the guy running the plan was like dude please don't I guarantee you the guy that did this is not going to be here within a couple of weeks and he didn't mean to fire him and lo and behold a month later I found out after I left he did end up leaving the guy that stole uh, but anyway so enough about me this is kind of what I want to pull out of your Cintas experience and what you're doing with them because um, I guess maybe the initial vibe that you got from some of those uh naysayers and you came over to the company that I was working mm -hmm. for that you know about being too nice or maybe a pushover or whatever those things do not correlate with working in a sales job right. and you are as a service and sales rep you know uh you're doing a lot of work you're doing a lot of logistical things and that but you're also doing straight sales you're getting people to renew contracts right. you're selling new products you're selling add-ons you're increasing quantities right, right? um so let me, let me generally talk about that for a minute. There's one thing, and you know, I am following uh, a, a very um, kind of direct entrepreneurial path working online. I haven't told you too much about this, and I'm not going to talk about this more than what I'm saying right now. But I, I found a mentor online, a guy named Jeff Lerner. He's inspired me and changed my life. Uh, little things like quitting smoking after 20 years, all that kind of stuff. But um, I found, found that online. And, and one, one big thing that a takeaway is people don't realize this right people talk about sales yeah. you know and they say oh you know sales is icky or it's it's just grow you know it's greasy friggin salesman that kind of vibe you know you're thinking about like cold calling and and that kind of thing right nobody likes to hear that but what what people don't realize and this is one of the number one things to be successful in life you are selling yourself all of the time Correct. What do you think you're doing when you're trying to get a partner, right? Correct. Or, or when you're trying to land a job, you're selling yourself. You're constantly in sales every single day of your life, even when you're a kid. Correct. Right? You're trying to play that game, pull those strings correctly yeah. to get what you want or to get your, when you're a kid, it's the same thing. We, we kind of lose that that vision about, but it's true. And again, someone like you, you know, you're, I wouldn't describe you as like a hard ass friggin' you know badass dude <laughs> i mean that in the nicest way possible 
because uh, a lot of times you think about the Wolf of Wall Street and sales, and you got to be like that and gritty. I, I say the exact opposite. You have been with with your great, good nature, the way that you are. You've been able to find great success with this company, and a lot of what you do is sales. Yeah. So if you could talk about that, because I know a lot of people, uh, I wouldn't say the majority of the people that are listening to my podcast in the audience are, you know, maybe young or newer entrepreneurs or trying to figure themselves out. And I think sales is one of those big things, big things that every single person needs to at least become good at. You might not have to master it, you know, if you're whatever, but uh, you got to become good at it. So talk on that for a bit. If you could describe how sales is a component of your job, how that experience has been from the beginning when you first started, like pooping your pants, asking for a renew up until now, where you're probably like, you know, super smooth about everything. Just talk about all, talk about just sales in general, if you could. Okay. Um, well, I mean, obviously with, with uh, our job, we're, we're, we're really more on the service end, but the service. Okay. So yes, we do sell. Um, however, we, the way we sell is we look for opportunities to sell. So, um, right. I'm not generally going to walk into a customer and be like, Hey, Mr. Customer, you know, we have this new product, you know, uh, you know, let, let's say it's a, let's say it's a, let's say it's an automotive plant, whatever. And I walk mm-hmm. in like, Hey, Mr. Customer, I have some bar, t- new bar towels here. Would you like to try them? Like, I'm not going to sell them that because it, it's not geared towards their business. Right. So right, right. what I'm going to look for is, Hey, you know, I see your mechanics are, are using paper towel to wipe their hands and face and all that stuff. I go, Mr. Customer, we do offer uh, uh, like a wipe ball, which which is geared towards automotive grease and things like that. You know, so I look for opportunities there that are specific for different customers. You know, I try not to mm-hmm. just blindly go in and say, oh, here, you know, here, try this product, try this product. Um, one thing I do find very successful, Jeff, is uh, mm-hmm. sample, sample, sample. Um, yeah. Feel it, touch it, smell it, do whatever you want to do to it. You know, you know, I, I could I could hand out a million brochures to people and tell them how great this product is, and it's made with you know d- double thick rubber and blah 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 blah, and, but it really doesn't do anything for them unless they actually see the product and feel it. Right. Yeah. That's that visceral feeling something or, you know, it adds so much more importance to the thing if it's right there in yep. front of you. I agree completely. Yep. You know, yep. So you know, on, and ahead, then just to, you know, with with uh, getting customers to renew service with you is a huge, huge deal. Right. Um, mm-hmm. But the way you do that is you develop a relationship with them. You kind of gain their trust. Um, you take credit for things that let's say, I mean, it could be the simplest things in the world, but by you taking credit for it, they understand that they can trust you with whatever needs they, you know, whatever they need, you know, um, or if I'm, if I'm selling them something, they're, they're going to trust me, um, that I have the confidence that this product will work if, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So, oh, dude, completely. And you, this was going to be my next question. And it's, you know, if you're trying to do what you're doing or you're trying to do, you know, digital marketing or anything online or anything like that, that you have to build and not just a relationship, right? right? You could be a shyster and get somebody to talk to you and open mm-hmm. up. 
I'm talking a genuine relationship and all that then sales don't really become like you described in the beginning you know walking in hey mr customer it's more of a um they're going to trust you you know it's you get them to know you to like you and then to trust you and you could do some good business yep. right i think that is like the core of what uh like a like a syntas rep does cuz look here's here's an example let's say you never spoke to your customers mm-hmm. ever right like you walked in your mouth was sewn shut and you still did your job though you still cycled out their uniforms and you know replaced their cleaning equipment and all that kind of stuff and and d- did what you did that would still be there right you don't need to build a relationship to do that job but to be able to sell to grow to make more money yeah. in life you have to build Absolutely. a relationship it's literally that simple and it and it so and you know awesome. what, Jeff, I, and, and just to kind of simplify it it's it's easy just strike up a conversation with 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 a customer you know yeah. or you know it doesn't even have to be anything that's that's related to what you're selling you know what well, one mm-hmm. of the topics we always kind of kid about with with people is the weather it's like you always that somehow and yeah. some form or another you get on this topic of the weather and you know just by that 2 minute conversation with them you've already made a connection you know yep and then it just develops from there so yeah i can remember dude cuz it you know i had some of those experiences too with getting to know people and then being able to sell and, and it wasn't just for the sales and they really needed um it's a good feeling too you know you can't you can sell you can sell anything over the phone and never see a customer but when you're actually helping them whatever you know help run their facility better save them a couple bucks with this new product or whatever it's good it feels it good so it's a win-win for everybody right building relationships and and owning the fact that you're selling every day yep. of your life regardless yep. of what you're doing it's uh super important well all right look i uh i got a few more yep. questions for you and I, i'm really trying to be sensitive with time we've got uh you know about 15 20 minutes or so um so uh, For, for the reason I'm doing this podcast, all right? Uh and and this isn't the only reason, but there there seems to be and I've done this probably you know, a dozen different times in my life where you might have the right intention, right? You might know where kind of where you want to be and what you want to do and you know, you start getting up off the couch and then boom, something happens and you're right back where sure. you started. And it has nothing to do with the intention, right? right? That's not the problem. It's just sometimes and just that's partly due to the way our subconscious works and you know it's it's hard for us to fully examine ourselves sometimes we need somebody else to tell us that kind of thing but the whole point of this is to get people individually whatever they need whatever person they need to hear from whatever nugget they need dropped on them it might be one thing from one specific person at one point in time but whatever they need to hear that can get them to be able to walk through the door right and be mm-hmm. successful is that a million times a day people at least think about or start to make the attempt the failure rate on people who are actually successful and feel fulfilled is huge like it's not a problem about trying to get started or wanting to do something but how do you make it so you're going to future proof what you're doing and know that you're right. going to win and really a lot of its mindset you you are a great example of that by being a positive person you know taking care of the people around you having good friends treating your friends well all that kind of stuff building relationships that's how you become happy it's not by making a billion dollars Absolutely. i know billionaires out there were miserable right so if you could talk for a minute uh, i'm kind of leaving this open cuz i like it to come from wherever you think it should come from but uh 
how have you done, you know, what's your secret sauce? How are you able to, and, and let me say one thing yeah. about Synthos. I know due to, due to guys literally showing me their pay stubs when I was there, the idea of making six figures, especially if you get past the, the service mm-hmm. to sales rep, six figures of Synthos is totally uh, possible. Yeah. You can make a cr- ton of money. Like it's, it's, uh, you know, so anyway, it's not like you're, you know, you're not doing well. You're, you're making good money. You're happy. You know, um, so what, what, if you somebody were to say, dude, how do I maintain this for as long as you have? What's 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 the secret? How do you uh, how do you maintain like you have? Well, I mean, obviously there there are for me there's a lot of different variables, um, but it it really comes down to like like you said, Jeff, uh, positivity. You you got to have that positivity in your life. You can't let the negative stuff uh, overtake um, the positive. You, you just can't. Um, the way I've done it is one by having uh, a great, um, great friends. Um, obviously, those friends I was telling you about, uh, I was very fortunate to have that. Mm-hmm. Now, a lot of people, maybe not so much, um, but I've I've also been very goal oriented. So, whether you write them down on a piece of paper or you kind of you, you think about it and kind of put it in the vault in your head like, okay, in two years, this is kind of where I want to be, you know, or in six months, this is, this is what I want to achieve. And it's not, it doesn't have to be astronomical stuff. You know, we're not talking like, well, you know, I want to right, live in right. Beverly Hills or, or something like that. You know, it could be small stuff like, Hey, you know, I've, I want to pay off this credit card or, you know, I want to own my own car, you know, whatever you know i want to get i want to i want to lease a brand new car because i've never had a new car before you know it's 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 basic stuff like that and when you get to those little goals you you just you you feel so relieved that you've gotten there and you look back and you're like okay i can do this all right what's the next goal i can set you know yeah yeah. um so that that's kind of my secret sauce i guess you could say um you know, just, just being goal oriented. And like I said, small steps, it doesn't have to be ginormous leaps, you know, it's, uh, but those small steps add up. And then over time you've built up, uh, you know, you've built up a complete and happy life. It's just, you know, that that's kind of where I'm at right now. So Awesome. A few things about that. You're, you're a genius. You're speaking like guru words and, and shit over here. So two, two main takeaways from that. You talk about friends having a community. Yeah. Right. Having a community of, of good natured, like-minded people is frigging key. And like you said, some people don't have that when they grow up. You can yeah. do that right now. Go find a group of people online that you vibe with that yeah. share your same interests and start to meet the good people in that group and boom, done there. So you can, you community, you can find you're the average of the five people you spend the most yep. time with, right? So make sure those other five people are, are not, you know, idiots. <laughs> and then the second part, you talk about goals um, and you, the way you, you described it, you didn't say this word, but you have, sounds like you've used visualization and pre-setting up your own future in your mind and you've yes. done that for a while. Um, you know, you do that, you hit that benchmark, which I like to call them goals. It can be like kind of an end, but benchmark is just check off and keep going. So you hit your benchmark, you know, you keep going. And and this is the major takeaway, which 
this is something that both my mentor Jeff and a lot of the you know big thought leaders out there talk about. One um, percent, man, mm-hmm. every day. If you can improve one percent every day, that compound interest over you know yep. six months, a couple of years, a decade, your whole life, it can change not only you, but because you're living how you should be living and you're growing, you're going to help so many people yep. along the way. And then if you think about it the opposite way, where you're taking away those percentage points and going backwards, you're going to have the exact same positive effect, but negatively on people that you encounter. It's going to make the world a crappier right. place, right? So absolutely, little baby step wins every day. I, I got to be straight with you. I don't know if you know who no, Grant Cardone is. No. Does that name ring a bell? doesn't matter. Uh, uh, real quick, he, he's... Uh, um, very well known for being in real estate and a real estate educator and he's real flashy dude good guy all that but his whole thing is this 10x do everything 10 times more than you were going to do go hard as possible non-stop blah 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 i just don't really vibe with that you know i i do not I get it i appreciate it but to me and it's more about the making sure people are ready if you go from being someone who has feelings of insecurity and self-doubt for 40 years and then you want to become you know an, an online educator or run your own agency or do all this it might not be able to have like you no know, instantly 10x done you might need to take some time right. and take baby steps and and you know one one percent every day and and i can tell you this i, I think this is kind of a, a little bit of what you meant you'll get to a point where you'll hit that like mm-hmm. tipping point where all that interest will become uh a real solid part of your psyche where you're like, because I've described this before in my life. Like, look, I'm not bragging. I just look back and know that I cannot deny that I've had these successes. So it must mean I can be successful. And then the belief kicks in and you live your, Absolutely. you know, your true yeah. life. So, um, you know, it's awesome, right. Yeah. I think yeah. that's what you meant. Yeah. So and I, you great. know, the other thing too, Jeff, just to kind of, you know, uh, with, with, uh, benchmarking and and doing things like that um a lot of what i'm successful at now is attributed to uh uh my wife um her and i went when we started dating um if oh god it was eight years ago nine years ago now um Mm um you know she instantly fell for me and I was kind of coming off some <laughs> rocky relationships, whatever. And, uh, you know, I really liked her, um, but it took me some time to really, um, I guess, clamp down. And uh, I fell in love with her and we we started, you know, we, we started living together. And then it was like, OK, let's uh, let's set some goals. Let's you know, let's, let's get going on this. And she was kind of my, I guess, motivator to, to really, uh, get the ball rolling on things. Cause I, I, you know, I had some personal things going on. I, you know, I was had credit card debt and, you know, I, I was, my credit was shot to hell and it, it, it wasn't good. And mm-hmm. I had, I had goals lined up. I wanted to buy a house, wanted to, uh, you know, get a new car and do all these things and go on vacation. I couldn't do it because I had no money. So she was very good at, at uh, managing money. So she kind of helped me out with that. And, you know, nine, nice. nine years later, we're happily married and, you know, life is good. We own our own house together and 
you know, debt is paid off, and we're we're just we're super happy. We're ready oh, for goodness. our next step, and uh, um, we're kind of a spoiler, but we're we're looking to uh, buy a uh, buy a travel trailer and, and travel, you know, all over the place. So that's kind nice. of the next goal. So nice. That's amazing, man. Me and my fiance have kind of a similar vibe. I won't go into it now, but I, I definitely appreciate that as a goal, and that's uh, that's great. So, dude, I, the, the fact that you say you're debt free now and you're now able to do all the things that you were talking about, you guys wanted to do, you know, or whatever that point yeah. was when you made that decision, you, you, you're there and you're going to keep going. It's incredible. And for anybody listening, if you cannot figure out from this man right here that telling yourself that whoa, telling yourself that things are horrible, that your life could not be worse, you know, you could never get better, you're never gonna find a partner, your job sucks, I make no money, right? If you do that, if you tell yourself that, that's how you're going to be the rest of your life. You need to literally wake up the next day and the first moment you're conscious, say, nope, I, I posted about this earlier and I'm, I'm not going to go through the whole thing, but you got to embrace gratitude and be grateful mm-hmm. for what you have in your life. That will kind of completely diminish all that wanting and desire and negativity. And there's one misconception. I've talked about this in another podcast. I'm not going to go too deep into it, but it's, it's ego when you do that. You know, most people think it's, oh, I'm the best. I'm number one. It's ego. It's also, I'm the worst. No one understands right. me. It's the same thing, just a different side of a coin. So screw all of that. Eliminate right. your ego. Think about what you want to do, and like you said, start start taking yep. baby steps every day, and and believe you are already the person yep. that you want to be. And don't let naysayers and your family or influences or any of your past even just you can decide right now to completely change your life, and it just takes a thought. Just turn the switch, and you're good. And I, I'll be honest, man, I got to tell you, I'm living proof of that, especially during mm-hmm. this whole experience, and and like, right. dude, I run a podcast. If I would have told myself a year ago, I'd be like, what the hell are you talking? I'm not going to run a podcast. Out of your freaking mind, dude. Uh, and no, I, I, I have a clear vision for what I'm doing. I know it's going to happen. I've got this childlike, ridiculous confidence that will not go away. I can I can promise you in the audience that right now. So, um, look, we're, we're coming up on um, our, our stop here. We've got a few minutes left. And uh, usually, people that I have on, I give them an opportunity to – if people want to connect with them and learn more maybe about Cintas or the, the sales and service rep job or kind of the industry in general. Um, if, if you'd like to provide information where people can connect with you, if you'd like to do that, you could say no. And I'm cool with that too, but um, that's up to you. So just, if you want to, you know, put your stuff out there or if you'd like people to connect to you, um, do that? you know, if, if, if they want to shoot me an email, I'm more than happy to answer any emails. Um, I don't know if I awesome. do I. And I'll get that, I'll get that from you and put it in the show notes. So you know you okay. don't have to say it out now. So cool. You shoot your email if you have any questions or whatever. Or looking to maybe work for Cintas or thought about it before. Yeah. And, you know, want some advice or yeah, yeah. Um, you know, yeah. I'd, I'd cool. love Good to be deal. able we'll to. Get that. I, I like helping people out, Jeff. I, I think you know that by now. But uh, yeah, anything I can do to you know yeah. better people's lives and you know get some of that positivity in their in their life that you know. I've, more than happy to do that for him. Well, I think just having this conversation, if people might be in a weird place or feeling a little negative and, and they needed this kind of positive boost, because uh, you're a living example, man. You, you gotta you gotta will that shit into existence. You are at, you're gonna be happy. Life's gonna be good, and uh, yeah, 
it, it will be so. Um, so, hey, I, um, if you want to maybe one last parting nugget, any advice for anybody out there that might be struggling, you know, one final little tidbit for people that are either trying to start a new career or start their business or get online or whatever, uh, you know, ask that person out, whatever. What 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 advice would you give people out there to kind of have Listen them get to your out of their heart own way? Is what I can tell you is uh, don't let other people talk you out of it. You know, you know, you know what's right yeah. in your heart and follow it. I honestly, that hits home right now. Borderline <laughs> emotional, you saying that? Because it's totally true. You cannot let your, you know, your parents' influence or your partner, anybody, if you believe something and that's what you want to do, do yep. practice what we've kind of been talking about with the positivity and you'll get there. I, I can guarantee anybody out there nope. that we're not BS. This, this stuff is real. So, Ryan, this has been, this has been friggin' amazing. Um, I don't know, you know, we both, this is going to be kind of an interesting talk because uh, <laughs> I kind of caught you off guard, but this has been friggin' incredible. And I think people are going to take some value from this and realize that, you know, you're the captain of your own ship, man. If you want to have a happy life, then you have to think and believe yep. that you're going to have a happy it life. It's literally it that, that simple. Um, so, so dude, it's amazing. I, I actually would maybe want to have you on again and see how you're doing. And, you know, we'll, we'll keep in touch and, 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 uh, and stay friends, obviously. But I might want to have you back on here. We'll, we'll dig some more into what you're doing and, and how to kind of create that positive vibe in your life. But anyway, I really appreciate you being here. This has been great. Oh, I and, appreciate uh, the yeah, time, Jeff. Lot, and, uh, yeah, it was great talking to you. And uh, I look forward to uh, talking to you soon. Absolutely. All right, Jeff. We'll talk soon, again. man. Appreciate it again.